Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by actor, best-selling author, currently on Brat TV Stage Fright, multi-talented Carrie Burke. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Let's go Beyond the Mic. You've written with your mother and worked with her at such an early age. How has your working dynamic developed and changed throughout the years? It's definitely matured a lot. I mean, since I was eight years old, I've been doing my writing career. I launched my first book series, The Cupcake Club, at just eight years old with my mom. And over the years, my voice as a writer has definitely grown and matured. I'm finally starting to come into my own writing articles and developing my own voice as a writer. I actually started reading William Zinzer's On Writing Well, this amazing book about writing skills. And I feel like ever since I've started reading it in quarantine, I've definitely grown. Your Cupcake Club series was a featured selection at the New York Musical Festival. Yep. How rewarding was it for you to take book characters from print and then bringing them life on the stage? Oh, they were super exciting. I mean, I was really excited that I got to play the main character, Kylie Carson, because I knew that no one could really bring that character to life as much as I could. I wrote that character. I came up with that character. I know exactly how she feels, her thoughts and emotions, and I was the best one to portray that on the stage. But seeing so many amazing different cast members come together and form this group to make a change and through our amazing platforms anti-bullying through the show was really incredible. TV series or TikTok, which is more rewarding for you? TV series or TikTok, that's really hard. I mean, being on a TV series was definitely something that I've been wanting to do for a long time and was one of the best experiences of my life. I made lifelong friends. I grew with an actress. So I love being on Brat TV, but TikTok is also an important part of my everyday life. Not a day goes by when I'm not shooting content for TikTok. So I don't know. I can't choose. <laughs> now you've even gotten grandpa into the act. I did. I know. He's a little confused about what it is still, but, you know, we'll give it another shot. He's move, actually moving in next to us during quarantine, so hopefully I can get him to do some more TikToks. Is it special for you when you do a TikTok with your family members? Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a fun time to share something that I'm really passionate about with my family members. Sometimes it's hard to get my mom and dad involved. I don't love being in front of the camera necessarily, but I don't know. We have a good time. It's become a really important part of our daily lives, especially since we're spending so much time together indoors. Who would you love to do a TikTok with when quarantine is all over? Probably Charlie D'Amelio or Jojo Siwa, because both of them are just unapologetically themselves on TikTok. And that's what I love. Not only do they have, you know, large followings, but I just love how they're unique in the content that they post. They're not doing what everyone else is doing. They're trendsetters. They're paving the way for other people to follow and put their own spin on the trends that they come up with. 21 books, three series. There's a multitude of characters under your watchful eye. Mm -hmm. But is there one character you've created that's the closest to you? Uh, that, there's two. So the first one is Kylie Carson, which is the lead character in the Cupcake Club, just because that was the first character that I ever came up with. And she's always going to be really special to me. She's always going to be someone I hold close to my heart. But also, I feel like the character I relate to the most is Emma from Ask Emma, because she's an advice blogger and I'm a fashion blogger. So we can definitely relate on that account. 
And also she goes through cyberbullying. And as a social media influencer, that's something that I go through on the daily, getting hate messages from people. And Emma gets a ton of backlash on her blog for trying to butt into people's business, per se. Has there been one childhood experience that you wish you would have the opportunity to redo? Uh, I try to live with no regrets, so no. But um, I don't know. I have a pretty bad memory, so it's hard for me to sit down and go back and remember all those experiences when I was eight years old doing book signings across the country. So if I had the ability to go back in time and relive those moments again and experience the magic, then I definitely would. Now, which one was harder, ballet or off-Broadway? Um, probably ballet, honestly. <laughs> um, the off-Broadway show, it came natural to me, as I said, because that character is someone who I hold so close to my heart and who I grew up with. But ballet is difficult. I mean, I don't do it that much anymore because it's, I don't know, I tried to take up another different form of exercise. <laughs> ballet is just something, I did ballet since I was two up until when I was 16. And it's a discipline. It's really difficult. It, that's why I did it for so many years. It's, it takes a long time to really perfect. So what have you picked up now for exercise? In quarantine, I've been running with my dad every day, three to five miles, which also is a discipline. It's really hard, but it's fun and it's freeing, especially during this difficult time when anxieties are running so high. It feels good to just get outside and free your mind. Now, who's more competitive, you or your dad, and who wins the race every day? Oh, me every time. (laughs) I don't know. I've been working out since I was two years old doing ballet, so I definitely have the upper hand, but he's pretty good. He's actually getting much better. At first, he wouldn't run more than three, and he ran 4-1 the other day, and I was very proud of him. (laughs) In your book, Ask Emma, the main character encounters cyberbullying. How has your own experiences influenced Emma? They've definitely experienced Emma. I mean, I was cyberbullied mostly for my sense of style and for trying to put myself out there and be bold on social media. Emma is cyberbullied for her advice, as I explained before, for trying to get in other people's business and talk about things that you know she shouldn't be talking about, where she doesn't belong. But the thoughts and the emotions and the genuine feelings behind Emma are all mine. I write every single word of her vlogs in the book. I don't let my mom touch them because I just want them to be truthful. I want people to read them and say, wow, I can relate to this. I know exactly what she's feeling, what she's going through. As a teen ambassador from No Bully, what's the most common form of bullying you've come across? I feel like during quarantine, cyberbullying is especially prevalent because people are on their phones much more. With time indoors, they can't go outside, so they're just sitting around all day, scrolling through Instagram or scrolling through TikTok. So I definitely say that during this time, cyberbullying is really an issue. And I guess, I don't know if this is your next question, but I feel like to combat cyberbullying online, like during quarantine especially, you just got to take some time during the day to stay off social media, get outside, go on a run or go on a walk to the grocery store, whatever that is for you, go to a local park. So take some time to spend time with your family, just do things that, you know, are well-rounded during the day. Don't just scroll through social media. And if you find yourself getting hurt by the comments, just remember not to clap back. Revenge is never the answer. And to surround yourself with positive people. None of us need hate during this already difficult time. Have you ever had someone come over to you crying over bullying? It's hard. I mean, I was that person who was crying, especially in middle school. I'd come home from 
you know, an event with my friends or a gathering and sometimes I feel left out or I felt bullied and I'd come home crying to my mom. And it took a long time and it took a lot of growth and maturation to really realize that, you know, you are enough how you are. And I like to say your style is your superpower, whether you express your style through fashion, through beauty, through fitness, whatever you're passionate about. So I would just tell people who are being bullied right now that it takes time, but eventually you will realize your worth and that your individuality is what will get you far. Fashion influenced your second series, Fashion Academy. Now, which designers influenced you growing up? Growing up? um, Well, currently, I can definitely say Alice and Olivia. I love Alice and Olivia. I used to go to their Fashion Week shows. I say used to because who knows when the next Fashion Week is because of this whole outbreak. But yeah, I love Alice and Olivia because their designs just coincide with everything I'm about, which is being bold, being unique, and being unapologetically yourself. And their bold prints definitely capitalize on that. What's your favorite label? Alice and Olivia. Now, who would be your dream collaboration with? I think I know the answer. It would probably be with Alice and Olivia. Not to sound like a broken record. That would just be so much fun. Maybe to create a custom print with the brand. I have a lot of different logos that say your style, your superpower. It would be really cool to see that be printed by Alice and Olivia and see different people from across the country sporting that. You've said in previous interviews your dream job would be editor-in-chief at Vogue. Has that changed the more involved you've gotten with the fashion world or not? No, it definitely has not changed. (laughs) It has been my dream. I think for the past maybe three years, ever since I started my style empowerment website, um, Anna Wintour is my number one inspiration. I think it's incredible how she is the eyes and ears behind the magazine, yet she's also in the public eye and she's going out and making those connections. So I definitely aspire to be like her when I grow up. My son and you share something in common, being part of the class of 2020. This class hasn't had an easy time this year. Missed down on some of the more normal moments for a typical senior, senior skip day, prom, or even graduation. How's this affected you? Um, It's been upsetting for me. I'm definitely upset that I can't walk across the stage and shake hands with my head of school and get my diploma and my cap and gown. But in a way, I've been saying, I think this is going to make our class more resilient. We're going to be paving the way in the future for other classes and showing just how resilient we can be and how open to change we are. So I'm trying to, you know, spin it as a positive thing, but it's undeniable that it's upsetting. We don't know when our graduation is going to be. I'm hoping they ship our cap and gowns in the mail, which would be fun. (laughs) What do you want your peers to learn from this adversity? Um, I want everyone to learn that we should be open to change. Um, You don't necessarily have to cling to tradition. Routine can be thrown off balance and that's okay. So be adaptable and just you know, stay strong through it all. Surround yourself with family who lifts you up and who keeps your spirits high. Time's running out, so it's time for the Rocking Eight. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. No pressure. Okay. What's the one thing you wouldn't be caught dead wearing? Um, I was just—I was going to say like food stains on my clothes. <laughs> Last gift you got your mom. Last gift I gave my mom, I gave her for Mother's Day a dried flower bouquet from Anthropology. Favorite pair of shoes? My favorite pair of shoes, my glitter sneakers from Golden Goose. Favorite show to binge watch? Right now, I love the show Siren. It's about mermaids, and it's so fun and exciting, and it always leaves me on the edge of my seat. Yes, my wife is all on Siren. Really? 
and I can't follow it. I can't get into it. And I have to leave the room. I walk in and I go, what's going, why just, and then she goes, do you really want to get involved? I went, no. She goes, walk away. <laughs> like it's such an uncommon show. I love it. Guilty pleasure, late night snack. Honey bunches of oat cereal. Do you use a little milk or do you soak up that cereal with milk? No, I like a little bit of milk and then you push the cereal in so it's not like drowning. Last board game you played and did you win? I honestly cannot remember the last board game I played because I haven't played one in so long. I really need to get more. First place you're heading to for vacation when quarantine is all over. Los Angeles, California. I miss my friends. <laughs> Everyone has one. What's your secret talent? My secret talent? Um, I'm pretty good at boxing. I always like to tell people that I may look like a little, a little scrawny girl, but I definitely could knock out a boxing bag. Actor, author, content creator, and American sweetheart. Currently on Brat TV Stage Fright, Carrie Burke, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic. <laughs>